Hello, and welcome to the Meddling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of everything Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Chase Kubo. I feel as if this episode here has a bit more potential than the previous one, and it may be only because I might get some shtick out of the inevitably stereotypically portrayed Native American spirits in this one. We'll see for sure, but we do start off with the classic Scooby-Doo Where Are You kind of opening. The gang's driving down a rather innocuous road. They also have that classic uh, Scooby-Doo Where Are You music playing in the background. You know, the uh, the intro music, you'll, you'll know it when you hear it. Velma and Daphne, I can't remember it off the top of my head, so I guess I know it when I hear it. But Velma and Daphne remark that it's pretty spooky out there. It's nighttime. They're in like a, on a desert road, basically in, in some canyons, I guess you could say, or, you know, near some. And so it's nighttime and they're the only ones on the road. Daphne's a little, no, Velma's a, Velma's a little spooked out. But Daphne tries to comfort her saying, hey, we're going to get to my Uncle Matt's house soon. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby, they're trying to share a, a sandwich of sorts. But, you know, Scooby hogs it all. Classic Scooby. Uh, and before Shaggy can figure out that he was bamboozled, Fred slams on the brakes and points out the incredible sight of a bull flying through the air. Now, it doesn't have wings or anything. Red Bull, anyone? But it it just kind of gallops in midair. It's really high in the sky. So it's flying, but it's not like uh, not like a bird kind of flying. It's just kind of coasting through the air. It's like it's running on the ground, but it's in the air. It's a pretty good visual. Uh, it's, it's light gray. It's got red eyes. Makes bull noises. Velma points out that it's a flying ghost bull. Thanks, Velma. Uh, the bull gives the gang chase, actually, and Fred really gasses it out of there. Uh, for some reason, Fred was really spooked. Uh, so, you know, they they get away and they um, they avoid it by going through a tunnel. And uh, they continue on to Uncle Matt's house. Uh, I was for sure that they were going to get lost. I thought they were going to throw that on us, but uh, nope. So they do get to Uncle Matt's house, um, you know, nice and easy. And Uncle Matt says that the bull is a local legend. Now his friend, um, gosh, I wrote, I wrote the name down and I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's his friend Sam. Uh, he says that he believes in the legend. Uh, it's called the Ghost of Tamika. Tamika watched over the mountain dwelling people that uh, originally settled in this area. So now the gang knows the story and they are losing their minds. Fred sees a sheet on the dark porch and he thinks it's a ghost. No, it's just the cook, Lenny, I think is his name, holding his apron up and standing in the dark. And then Daphne sees another monster's two bright eye-looking things with horns right above them are coming noisily down the road to the ranch. No, it's just uh, his foreman driving down the road in his weird Texas car that has to have horns on the edge of the hood. That's probably a requirement to live in Texas. He announces that, once again, cattle from the south pasture are gone. G-O-N-E, gone. Sam says that Tamika must have done it, just like he did to his cattle. So Matt takes off, and he goes to tell the sheriff, uh, and he takes Shaggy and Scooby along with him uh, so they can convey what they saw, the flying bull on the road. You know, the one that just runs in the skies if it's on the ground. Uh, the two have a secret mission to find something to eat on the way there, so you know they're going to get themselves into some trouble. Classic Scooby, classic Shaggy. Uh, the older kids decide to go check out the southern pasture where the cattle just disappeared from. 
So we start with Scooby and Shaggy and Matt and Shaggy. I wrote that in the notes. Sorry, one too many Shaggies. Uh, oh, no, 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 I didn't. So Scooby, Shaggy, and Matt are driving, and um, Shaggy's bragging about their detective skills. Not a mystery they can't solve. As they pass through a tunnel, though, something happens. When they come out the other side of it, Matt is just gone. Just poof. Shaggy takes over the vehicle, and he makes a quick stop. Uh, and Shaggy's he's like, hey, we got to ride back, and we got to tell the others. But Scooby doesn't want to go in the tunnel. Sorry if you heard a bump. I hit the table when I was recording. Scooby's scared to go in the tunnel, and Shaggy's like, hey, you know what? You're right. That'd be crazy. Uh, what if something happened to one of us? So he just goes over the mountain. A little off-road adventure for the two. And I have to say, it's weird to see Draggy... Draggy... To see Draggy drive. No, it's weird to see Shaggy drive. We've seen him do it before, and every once in a while he does. But uh, most of the time, it's like he, he's kind of shaky driving or like, or you know, something bad is happening. But just to see Shaggy just cruising over a mountain in a Jeep, it's really interesting. Doesn't fit the aesthetic. But hey, that's what we're all about. Breaking through uh, stereotypes and what's expected. Okay, so the older kids are at the crime scene, the Southern Pasture, and they are just absolutely miffed. Uh, it appears that the ghost, the ghost bull, by the way, used wire cutters to cut through the fencing to steal the cattle. Yet, there aren't any tire tracks, horse tracks, or footprints. And one of the scariest things ever occurs just now. Daphne's being approached by a a cattle skull. Like, the skull is just, like, dragging along the ground towards her. It's horrifying imagery here. If, I, don't know, I don't know why they didn't think that would be... I don't know why no one else thinks that's scary, but... It does turn out to be a prairie dog just trying to be inconspicuous. It's trying to get to its, you know, one of its holes in the ground or whatever they do, and it's hiding under there. Uh, but you know, fun times over once uh, Tamika shows up and the chases the gang. Is it Tamika or Tamuka? I I wrote Tamika, but I don't know if it was auto-corrected to Tamika. It's Tamuka. It's got to be Tamuka. My apologies. I blindly trust myself, and that is always a mistake. So, fun time is over once Tamuka shows up and chases the gang as they speed away. Uh, they get in the mystery machine, and they just, once again, Fred just gasses it. The bull catches up to Scooby and Shaggy, actually, but they make just a quick and easy getaway just by continuing to drive down the mountain. And once again, I have to say, Shaggy's really good at driving in this episode. He just looked right down the side of the, he just, you know, went right down the side of a mountain with absolute ease and mastery i would say but thankfully they all make it so they get back everyone gets back to the ranch and then uh, oh no, no no they don't yet so shaggy and scooby get back to the ranch shaggy and scooby are back at the ranch and uh, they're trying to sniff out a trail on the gang the two accidentally stumble into a cattle stable and uh they disturb the bull in there and then they get thrown into a tree they get caught in the tree with the feed bag over their heads and uh, as they're hanging there on a tree branch, they don't know how high up they are. How they don't know how high up they are. So the older kids roll up in the van, and they help them drop down uh, almost safely. Almost. Uh, every everyone was everyone survived the incident though. So so they go to where they first saw the flying bull, uh, in on that road uh, in the beginning of the episode. As they're driving, Scooby is very frightened. Shaggy says, "Don't worry, I'll protect you." Scooby says, you? And then he proceeds to get even more visibly scared. 
Um, they do find the gang finds a, a trail of bull tracks off the road, and they follow it into Hidden Valley. Uh, the cow tracks end at cow tracks, bull tracks. I think I don't think there's bulls in these herds, but you know whatever. I'm using the words interchangeably, even though I know I shouldn't, and I'm not sorry. So uh, the cow tracks the cow tracks end at the cliffs, where a man in a native headdress stands menacingly and watches them quietly. Scooby finds some truck tracks, which is presumably the next clue to where the cattle are. The cattle tracks stop, and then the truck tracks pick up. Boom. Obvious. Even I can solve that mystery. The gang hops into the van, and they speed down the trail. Once again, absolutely gassing it. They are all real. Anyone who drives in this episode has, like, an absolute lead foot. So the gang finds the cattle that vanished from Sam's ranch. And they're they're investigating, and they see a, a double O... Um, well, it's like an, no, yeah, it's double O, um, branding on the cows, which sucks that you have to brand cows, but yeah, I kind of understand. But, uh, they see that, so they're starting to look around, and then there's a mean guy on a horse that shows up out of nowhere. He starts yelling at them, saying they're trespassing on, and, well, he says they're trespassing, and they t they're like, hey, these are the cattle from Sam's Ranch, and he's like, yeah, yeah, from Sam's Ranch, these are, this is Sam's Ranch, and then he threateningly Tells them to go on. Get. He does seem suspicious, though. I don't think he's telling the truth about this being Sam's ranch. The gang heads back to the cliffs, and they go in to check out some of the uh, the houses and, uh, and, and like, cave structures uh, on, the, like, across from the cliffs. Uh, the older kids are the ones who go in, and they find a human skull. But, hey, it's ancient. Don't worry. And I'm not sure how it happened, but Daphne's standing in a different spot from, like, two milliseconds ago and behind her is a full skeleton uh it's just standing up it's like on display i guess and as she walks away on display yeesh and as she walks away her sleeve gets caught on its hand and it starts walking with her and she she doesn't even notice it's physical comedy at its peak so they're in some really weird structure right now and meanwhile outside shaggy and scooby are getting a little lonely and scared hey it always happens but don't worry because the man, uh, or ghost, whatever, whatever he technically is, the the one in the headdress that was watching them quietly and menacingly, starts chanting and moving all up, all about up there on his perch, and the two see that, lose their minds, go running into the cave with the older kids. As they arrive, they cure Daphne of her calcium problem, and then they tell the gang about the guy on the cliff. So everything seems fine, right? Wrong. Fred discovers Tamuka standing in the back of the cave, menacingly. I think it looks like a statue. Not enough life in the animation to be like the actual ghost. Still, it frightens everybody, and they haul butt up the cliffs into an ancient Native American cliff-side town. I forget the word I'm looking for. It, like the, the cliff dwellers' homes. You know, they, they've carved them out of the cliffs, so we'll call it Cliff Town. And I must say, them just waltzing, waltzing around these homes and in this area, it, it feels illegal. Uh, but whatever, I guess. Scooby-Doo gang is used to that. I'm glad I was wrong so far about there being stereotypical and hyperbolic Native Americans in this. The classic Scooby-Doo style headdress that the mask that, he, that the villain is wearing leans in that direction, but it's nothing new to the show. That's like the design they always use, always use, which maybe in and of itself is a little ridiculous. So, but it's fine. I think we're having a good time right now. Everything's okay. Uh, the gang is now relegated to searching the abandoned cliff homes. 
They do get split up, of course, and Shaggy and Scooby, of course, run into and they're chased by our not-so-offensive mask-wearing mysterious possible fiend. Now go ahead, try and comprehend that sentence structure. I dare you guys. They do make an escape, but the older kids have their own troubles. They climb up the ladder in the room that they initially entered the home in, and in the room above that, you know, they, they climb up the ladder, and now they're in the room above that, and, and they're they're about to go look around, they're trying to figure out where Shaggy and Scooby went, and they're nearly sealed in as slabs of stone acting as doors slam down on all the forward exits from that room. They do make a quick getaway by going just right back down the ladder, and just as they get down, the masked fiend attempts to accost them, and he, he nearly gets down to them. Um, he appeared, so they get went down the ladder, and he showed up in the room that's now sealed. I don't know how he showed up. Maybe one of the doors opened for him and then shut, shut whatever. And instead of just climbing down the ladder, he spends a lot of time, like, shaking and moving it, even though, I mean, even though, honestly, all he had to do was launch himself through the opening like a, like an Olympic diver onto Fred. Uh, you know, his failure does lead to the gang's safety, though, as Fred yoinks the ladder away, leaving him no way to get down. Although, again, it's his fault. He just... So, it's... Uh, oh, yeah, okay. So, it's... it. And also, speaking, I said he failed because when Fred yoinks the ladder away, leaving him no way to get down, it's like a a 7 to a 9 foot drop. I mean, just jump down. I mean, maybe if you have to bend your knees when you land and roll, you know, maybe not everyone can take that drop. Or I just, I mean, literally just drop. I mean, like the ceilings in my house are 9 feet high. Like if, it's, I don't know. He... It wouldn't cause him any harm to go down there and get him, but he obviously only wants to scare the game. It's a classic Scooby-Doo villain. Chase and menace, but usually never hurt or maim. So, now the, the other kids are back to looking for a way out of that initial room. Uh, Scooby and Shaggy find a pretty large housing unit. They, they're searching for some food because they're like, oh, this must be one of the, the higher class... Uh, you know, rooms or houses. They must have some food. And they disturb the nest of an eagle... It's a bald eagle, I assume. It's a wildly large bird, like bigger than Scooby and Shaggy combined in, in like width, and it's like taller than Shaggy. It's crazy. Uh, they make a quick getaway from that, and it turns out that the older kids got out of that first room they were in only to stumble into another room that Scooby and Shaggy were previously in. So they find another one of those holes in the floor leading to another level, and as they all get down on their fours and peer into the darkness the masked fiend walks over and slams a big huge basket over them thinking hey you trapped them but of course they just use the moments that they were out of sight to go down to the next level and disappear they're doing the kind of stuff that villains usually do to them you know they try to trap them and then something obvious happens and they get away now back to shaggy and scooby who attempt to exit the cliff, but they have to hurry back in as a stampede of cattle is coming dangerously close to them. Uh, the older kids are still up on the cliffs, but they're outside, and they see uh, they see the cattle as well. They also hear the shouts of some cowboys ushering them along, but there's no cowboys in sight. Weird, right? Not quite as weird as the talking cow informing the masked fiend to scare someone away who is following them. Uh, now you cut back to Shaggy and Scooby in a quiet room away from the cattle. Now horrifyingly enough, Shaggy attempts to sit down on what I initially thought was a big pile of, like, cow hides. 
I was like shocked. I was like, are they doing this? And my eyes literally widened as Scooby holds one up by the horn. And I was sure I was looking at the most, uh, I guess, adult thing that any incarnation of Scooby-Doo had shown up to this point. Just then, thankfully, Shaggy clarifies that it's a costume. He says, oh, look at this cow costume. I'm like, whew. Uh, they decide to use it to hide, no pun intended, so that the medicine man, a.k.a. the masked fiend, won't know it's them and they can get away. Uh, the older kids follow the medicine man uh, to the ancient burial mounds, or grounds, whichever word Velma used. Probably, she probably said grounds. But then again, I don't know. They follow him through in, in those ancient burial grounds which you, which you know this is a bad use of this is a not a good hideout very disrespectful but they follow him there and he goes into like an underground helipad on which the flying bull sits now this is a, a classic scooby-doo thing right here of course now the flying bull obviously looks like the custom-built helicopter it is with obvious blades and everything like we were seeing a ghost bull in the sky before and now it's a helicopter like they always do that. Medicine Man attempts to take off, but Fred just uses a regular straight-up rope. He just he just finds one sitting there. He ties it to the end of one of the blades, and or to the end of the tail, not the blades, because that wouldn't have worked, and then the other end to the cliff. And uh, as Medicine Man tries to take off, that actually stops the chopper. Ah. Shaggy and Scooby show up, badly impersonating a cow. Velma immediately figures out it's them, and they all convene inside uh, inside one of the, the housing units. Uh, that's not the right word to use, but that's the only words I can think of right now. Uh, they all convene inside to wrap things up. So now we get the rare explanation of the mystery before the unmasking. How neat. So rustlers dressed as cows uh, are making it look like the cattle are disappearing or being taken by uh, like a flying, flying ghost bowl. Uh, this disguise allows them to usher the cows where they want to go, and they did it at night because no one would be able to tell them that there is a fake cow in the dark, you know. Uh, so the gang makes a plan to turn the, the the thieves' plan back on the thieves. Scooby and Shaggy get back into costume, and the gang is going to follow them to wherever it is uh, the whole gang of cattle are get, being taken. So Shaggy and Scooby are going in uh, in disguise. The plan sort of works as all the cattle are loaded up onto a truck. The gang follows this truck in the mystery machine. Uh, when the truck arrives at its destination, uh, Shaggy and Scooby are the they're at the very back of the truck, so they're the first ones forced out. And Scooby runs away screaming. I felt a little bad from the fire that one of the thieves had, uh, and and uh, he had it going, and he was about to brand all the cows. So he was gonna brand like, I think Shaggy was the back half, so he was gonna brand Shaggy. Uh, thankfully, though, Scooby's running away screaming. There's some commotion, and Uncle Uncle Matt actually shows up in time, and he's the one who saves the gang. So they reveal that Sam and Lenny were the cow, the ones in the cow costume, and of course, the uh, the same guy earlier who told the gang to stop trespassing, he was the one doing the branding, and he didn't wear a disguise or anything. I just forgot to say that. But my question is, where's the medicine man? Who was that? The episode ends on a gag of mistaking a real cow for Shaggy and Scooby, but no one mentioned the medicine man. I guess, presumably, it was the dude who wasn't in disguise at the end, but I really thought that was an important part. I mean, he was like the human antagonist, but it just it goes unexplained. So, you know, maybe it was a real, maybe it was a real ghost. Anyways, or, or you know what? Maybe it was an actual, like, 
Native American, you know, I guess, medicine man, and they were just trespassing. He was trying to stop them. No, 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 no. That's right, because he was talking to the bull. He was talking. It had. To, it was the guy at the end. It was the guy doing the branding. Okay, good work, everybody. Good job solving that mystery. That does wrap it up for this one. Thank you for listening. I thank you to Dave Seste for the use of his music, Night Surfing, for the theme song. Stay groovy, and remember, I wouldn't have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs>